You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Business in Heels podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, today on the show, we have a very special guest. We have Lisa Sweeney, who is the CEO and also co-owner of Business in Heels. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks, Anne-Marie. I love being on this show. It's awesome. It is. And Business and Heels is awesome as well. So for those people who may not yet have had an opportunity to meet you or to learn about the Business and Heels group, share a little bit more. Business and Heels, who are they? Yeah, look, we're all about empowering women in business and we really want to make sure people have got clarity on where they're going. We want to help them achieve that focus um, and ultimately achieve what they want out of life. You know, far too often today, you know, women are not empowered. There's still a gender pay cap and we've got 45% of women retiring to poverty. And so what we do is try and come up with great solutions to try and help people chip away at some of those problems. Um, We've got great super ones, all sorts of different things that allow women to really thrive and succeed. And over the course of that, we've built a community that spans 160,000 women in business and it spreads right across Australia and internationally. So um, it must be right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You're doing some great work. And, you know, on the website, uh, we, we've got that now showing on the screen so people can go and mm. have a look at that when they're, when they're ready. Not now, when the show's finished with businessandheels.com. Uh, and so one of the – I love the – the slogan, if you will, on there, and that, that really is, you know, it, it, it's your business. You know, if you're a woman entrepreneur, it's a small business, you're a professional woman, your business, your way, your success. And there's three pillars, I believe, education, marketing and networking. Share a little bit more about that. Well, we've added a fourth. So the, and there's one more now. So um, we've added mentoring in the last year. So it's been obviously a, few, <laughs> a little while since we've caught up, but um That's really important. We've uh, realised that at the moment more than 50% of women in business never get any mentoring. And one of the things that's um, limiting people is you just can't be what you can't see. And so we've started doing a whole raft of different things around that so that people can get connected with people. Maybe just open your eyes up to things that you hadn't thought were possible. Um, On the way, we do a whole lot around education. Um, because again, well, being a small business owner or a professional woman, you often, um, you can't be an expert at everything. And the sooner people come to grips with that, the better. So we have a number of things to try and take us from being unconsciously incompetent to consciously competent. At least you know the questions to ask. And, and I think one of the hardest things being a woman, you know, you want to be excellent at what you do. And so if you're a professional, like I'm a professional at this, doesn't necessarily mean you have to be professional at everything. And so we often take those expectations into life with us. So part of what we've done is try to give people lots of tools so that you can have a little bit of knowledge and ask intelligent questions and things um, and get some of the answers that you're looking for. Yeah, I love that. 
on the website and i'm just looking in to, to see whether this is still relevant or maybe it's increased the size but you've got an audience so a community that you've built globally which is around 150,000. that's an incredible amount of, of people as part of the community yeah look it's more than that but um you know who's counting yeah. and i think this is why it's it's a you know, it's a day-by-day -day thing. We run um, lots of different groups in Facebook where people can chat regularly and lots of discussions are going on. We have coffee date days. We have our new mentor mornings, which is um, an opportunity to create a community of women. Um, and it's right across the community of amazing leaders that want to share their wisdom with others. And so any working woman can attend that and come along and have a cup of coffee and meet with an amazing community leader could be from a corporate, government, or a bigger business. Um, and so that's, we're just rolling that out around the country. So that'll be um, in Melbourne and Sydney for 2020. We've got it set up in Geelong, that was our pilot. And depending on how fast we can roll, maybe a few other locations, but yeah. we'll, we won't cross that bridge before we come to it. <laughs> I love how you've integrated mentoring within the offerings that you have at Business and Heels. Because one of the things that I've found to be true, and even as myself as a, a business owner, sometimes we can find it difficult to ask questions because we don't want to be seen to not know something. But I love the way that you're creating this collaborative sharing community. And often if, if we don't ask, we're never going to be able to overcome issues and challenges. Where do you see many of the businesses that you are obviously um, working with now as part of the community at Business and Heels, where would you say are maybe the top three problems that businesses face? Because I'm sure that if that is the case in 2019 and people are only just hearing about Business and Heels, 2020 may be something that they want to look at at those three key areas. Can you pinpoint what they are? Look, there's a, there's a big problem, um, as you say, um, for being a business owner, particularly if you're working alone. Not everybody has got a partner or an advisory board or other people around them to give them advice. And they often flounder around in the thoughts of their own head and their own um, high expectations of themselves and their own limitations. And so having just that outside advice to keep you on track, to help you scope into things that you don't have, I think um, mentoring is really interesting because it adds that wisdom, um, which is really important and allows people not to necessarily make the same mistakes. So um, not just being alone, I think, is a big part of it. Um, another problem set similar is around confidence, and we see a lot of business owners um, struggling to take the confidence to maybe get into debt or to really grow their businesses and the, the steps that it takes to um, ramp it up and we're supporting businesses um, setting up interstate, scaling to go internationally, um, and we're working to help them get the processes in place and things that actually will add value to their business. And one of the um, topics that we've added, because this is so important to our summits, is um, how to make a grand exit. Because uh, as I think I mentioned to you before, with um, you know so many women retiring to poverty, we want people to be able to sell that business, make a lot of money and be comfortable. Yes. Sorry. I love the way that you've addressed that because when people start a business to even consider what's your exit, you know, your exit strategy. Yeah. Like, I'm only just starting up my business. Why should I be thinking about leaving it? But one of the things that I've learned over the many years of interviewing awesome people just as, as like as yourself, 
is that when we set out with the end in mind, the strategies that we put into place, the people that we surround ourselves with, quite different, can't it? If we're looking at exiting, not that we need to, but we build it in a far different way, don't we? Totally, and you wouldn't you wouldn't even consider um, building a house without having some plans or building blocks. And I think, you know, it's in the it's in the bit that we build things that add value. You know, you've got a whole lot of choices. You know, when you're setting up processes and stuff, you can do it all manually, right? Or you can start automating things in a way that it works beyond you. The more of the stuff you build in that's beyond you, the more value you've added to your business. But not everyone thinks that way, and so once people are talked through and they work out how they can do it. One, it takes a whole lot of repetitive stuff off you, yay. Um, two, it adds value to your business. It's what's saleable. Um, yeah. I think you asked me about a third point. Um, third point would be sales and marketing. I think for a lot of um, business owners trying to handle sales and marketing, a lot of that um, women particularly are comfortable selling themselves and so learning to collaborate with others so you've got this tribe of people around just like a halo effect of other people selling you is so much more fun and better than you selling you um, and I'm sure this resonates with lots of people and it's a, it's the basis of what we've uh, built our business building program on which has been really useful to lots of people. Mm. One of the things that I heard, and I've mentioned it a couple of times on various podcasts, and it's relevant to what you're talking about, you know, in the community that you're creating with Business and Heels, is that the new competition really is collaboration. You know, collaboration is the new competition. So many of us um, are experts or we've got real uh, level of and depth of, of knowledge and expertise, but we're not good at everything. And by collaborating with someone else who provides that gap, you can often provide a solution for customers that you just could not achieve on your own. And, of course, Business and Heels opens you up to being able to tap into global, you know, experts and, and so forth. Do you find that, you know, when it comes to networking, how are we faring when it comes to networking? Because I know that, you know, when I was thinking back to the career industry, we were always talking about network, 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 and men tended to do it a lot better it was just a part of their, their role and their day-to-day -day tasks. But women tended not to. How are we faring with networking? Yeah, we're still struggling, particularly in, um, corp in the corporate landscape. You know, there's a big part of um, corporate Australia where women are still struggling with the family work balance um, and making sure they tick all the boxes. And that seems to be a bit more of a focus than actually getting out and networking. And at the end of it, they're frustrated that they're not progressing um, and but they don't have the connections. You know, they're never going to be appointed to the senior roles that they want to be when they're in the room and so they've got to have that profile and so we, you know, we're rolling with a number of, um, we're calling it our Fem Powering Program, which we're taking out into the corporate landscape and it involves quite a bit of mentoring because it's usually individual and unique problems but... It's all about trying to teach women how to build those relationships with often um, some quite difficult people. Um, the corporate landscape at the pointy end is not known for all its nice personalities. And so being able to be master of that and make those connections and form those relationships takes a bit of effort. So that's one part of it. And um, the interesting thing we've also seen is there's a massive flow out of people from corporate setting up really cool businesses with um, amazing value-driven businesses. 
Um, and a lot of those people, because they've had a corporate background, have learned not to network and to keep things to themselves. So the sooner we can get to those people and break them of the bad habits around collaboration, the better. We've actually seen that um, the business building program um, has been a really useful thing to step those people through and it teaches you how to go from um, setting up your business and unique sales proposition to how to form collaboration, how to get collaborators that save you time and how you build your sales funnel and eventually automate a whole lot of it. But it's a cool way to, as I said, get people out of that mentality because if, funnily enough, you know, it maybe it seems natural to network, but for a lot of people it's not. No. And I think what um, I've learned over the years is that with networking, you may go to different events, but the real uh, work or the real magic happens in what happens after the event, the yeah. follow-up, the touching um, base with people. And, you know, you know some of the, the things that we hear all the time, but we don't necessarily do, you know, reciprocal sharing. Who in your network can you share other resources with or introduce? And it should very much be uh, one of the strategies that we include in, in our just day-to-day, -day, you know, marketing, but also networking and establishing those relationships. What are a couple of things that you can share with people today if, if they recognise that, you know what, networking has not been a strategic part of my 2019 business plan. I want it to change. Other than reaching out to you in Business and Heels and becoming part of your network, what are some key things that we need to consider moving forward in 2020 around networking? Yeah, so um, a couple of key things would be to consider who do you need to network with. So if you're a business owner and you really need to network and you want to meet other collaborators, um, you want to find people who have got the same clients as you. Don't approach it. Try and find your clients. Try and find people with the same clients as you. That's my top tip. Um, and for professionals, um, I would suggest that you try and get to other like-minded professionals in your industry and to network right across your organisation. Often people network in silos within their organisation. So if I'm in the marketing team, I stick with marketing. But really you need to have connections right across the organisation and all the functions. So um, that's critical. And then make it your mission at each one of those events you go to to have a coffee date with somebody. Totally random. You have no idea who those people know and who, who they know um, beyond themselves. And so a lot of people judge people quickly and say they're for me or not for me. But that's not really the case because you never know who people know. And you find um, when you sit down and have a coffee with people, if you can connect um, and start building a trusted relationship, then amazing people come out of the blue, don't they? Yeah, they do. As you were sharing that, I recall a story that I heard many years ago uh, about a networking group who regularly they also, you know, really encouraged all of their members to get to know one another. And someone did exactly what you just said not to do. And, you know, this person came up, said, I'd love to have a coffee date with you. And that other person said, you know what, I don't really think that we've got anything in connection, so let's not waste time. This person didn't realise that the other person who requested the coffee date had a connection to their ideal client, which was a huge shopping centre, you know, and, and technically one of their projects could have been multiple six figures. And, you know, okay, let's not do it. You never know who they're connected to or who they may connect to as part of their ongoing network. It's true, yeah. isn't it? It is totally, and it's just about going to it, totally open-minded. 
and trying to form connections with people. And um, so at our coffee dates, we have a bag drawer. Some of them do have a bag drawer where people will pull a one a, somebody out at random and plan a coffee date. Um, or other or others, we just encourage everyone to make sure they don't leave without having set up one of those coffee dates. Yeah. And we think coffee dates are so important. We've actually got two topics in that program on how to get most value out of it. Because I had so many people coming to me saying, I'm doing all these coffee dates and they're resulting in nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> other than getting that. a headache from drinking too much coffee. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so like, you've got to have those, ask those questions and find out what those pain points are and maybe offer up some uh, possible solutions. So there's a whole raft of then how to make it, you know, effective. Yeah, I love the way that you've said that because I think, you know, we're all told and we don't do this. We really want to avoid that being too pushy, being too salesy. But I think this, you know, the pendulum, if you will, has it's kind of, you know, gone the other way where we don't want to have conversations at all. But there's no, we don't need to put on a mask. We just need to be curious. And I think as women, we can do that. We can have conversations. And I mean, just think that you're thinking, sitting across from one of your girlfriends and you're curious, you want to know. What can I help you with? Who can I introduce you to? Are there projects that you're working on that there may be some areas that you're not quite clear on? Because I can provide maybe some support or people that I know. And I think when we go with that attitude, we find those conversations really flow in the way that they, those coffee dates can turn to conversations that will eventually turn to opportunities. Once people recognise that and they get over the fear of networking meetings and coffee dates, do you find that that opportunities just flow from those conversations? Uh, totally. And if, if you set, you know, a task to try and form those collaboration spheres, and get collaborators around you. People are telling me such great things about their business and how they're, you know, combining with others to get more business and together they're pitching for this, that and the other. Um, and it, it moves the whole equation of a lot of people's businesses. Some of them have now gone into business as partners going forward um, and others have just really grown their businesses dramatically. So I think it's, um, you know, it's just natural to try and increase the size of what you're doing. Yes. And sometimes you just don't know what opportunities are there. And I've just finished my own newsletter where I said, you know, someone asked me, put some figures on it. And I said, you know what, I don't want to put figures on it, but I will put a vision and I'll paint that because I don't want to restrict myself because who I am or who I need to be in three years or five years time is not who I am now. And I think often if we prejudge what opportunities may or not be there, we just cut ourselves off because the collaboration may be for an opportunity that has not even come about, you know, through recognising that there's a need and a gap in the marketplace. So um, I love it. Would you say that the sales and marketing aspects, how we introduce ourselves, the value that we can showcase and the promise of value are often an area where we struggle with, women in business struggle with. So when they're having those networking events and coffee dates, people aren't really understanding what it is they offer. So the whole communicating what you do and who you can help is an area where we need a lot of help as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it, it often stems from the fact that a lot of people aren't clear on what their unique sales proposition is to start off with. They haven't entirely thought out in the market where they sit and what those keywords are that um, separate them out. And then often they struggle to explain how they help others without using the word help, <laughs> which is what we insist on because I 
I got sick of hearing, I help, I help, I help. Um, but uh, our first, the first lesson, the business building program actually takes them through that, how to introduce yourself into um, networking situation and then how to introduce yourself into social media because I think the two are slightly different um, and people actually template it and set it up for themselves as they go along because I think it's such a critical first step of what you're doing and, and how you're going to go forward. And so, you know, if you're like a photographer, you talk about you're creating lasting memories for people. Well, that's much more interesting than saying I'm a photographer, I take photos, because the next thing people are going to say is, so how do you do that? And that's the point you're looking for. You're looking for that engagement out of what you've initially said. And so, you know, if you can get someone to ask you more questions then suddenly they're interested and invested in learning more. So mm -hmm. so key. You know, one of the things that you were saying earlier around particularly women who are in a professional environment, you know, corporate space, so often I've heard, and I love your feedback on this, you know, they're hard workers, they're good at what they do, and basically they go to work, head down, you know, achieving their KPIs and all those sorts of things, but they're not really putting themselves out there for opportunities opportunities for pay rises but also projects that would certainly position them in front of other key stakeholders that you're saying you know across the network of your organization not just deep and and that also will show up in in business when when they're not really putting themselves forward and saying hey I can help with that what would you say um, to someone that perhaps is a little bit you know, because often this is what I hear and I would love your feedback on this. Well, they know who I am and if they think that I'm beneficial, they'll reach out to me. Well, that doesn't often happen, does it? Not at all. I, I have to tell you something funny. So I was speaking at um, the Women in Finance event and we were doing a workshop and so this is top women in banks right across Australia and there would have been about 50 women in the room and we did this sort of progressive questionnaire of, you know, so, you know, do you clear off all your emails? You know, how often do you step up for projects? You know, how well are you known across the business? Um, you know, who's got a regular thing in their diary to actually network with people right across the organisation? Anyway, as, as we progress, you can imagine I had almost no hands. In fact, there were no hands by the end of it. And so clearly um, the women were, as you say, more focused on ticking the boxes um, I think if people today honestly think their managers are going to come up and look after their careers, they've got rocks in their head. You know, at the end of it, everyone's really busy. You know, unless you're the squeaky wheel, you're not going to get any oil. So you need to be out there. You know, it's no harm just to mention that you finished the job on time, that you achieved your KPIs, that you overachieved your KPIs. It's no harm pushing to step up. Um, but today you've got to take charge of that because no manager's got time and they're having exactly the same challenges as you are trying to progress. So um, yes. you yeah. have to do so true. And similarly, I think I, I hear stories, and you probably too, where you know there is an opportunity for a promotion or for a project and you, you look at all of the criteria and, and what a woman will often do is, oh, there's a couple of things that I'm not sure of. But with men, they might have three or four things that they're not sure of, but they go, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. I'll throw my hat in yeah. the ring. How often we hold ourselves back just through, you know, talking ourselves out of something that we're quite able to do, Yes. Totally. And interestingly enough, a number of guys have been asking my advice as to how they make their ads more female friendly. And so one of the things we've been discussing is actually 
you know, reducing the criteria to what's really key and just maybe making three or four things as opposed to 10 to stop the women from saying, I, mentally, I can't do that. Right. And, uh, you know, whether that will help, to a certain extent it does, because quite often a lot of criteria that were in jobs is really um, just been there because, it, you know, it has its yeah. past. Old, old hat. So, you know, when people really drill down to the criteria that they need for a job, it actually opens up um, a lot more space. But there is still, you can't ignore it. There are biases within businesses. And so, yes, that is a challenge. But at the end of it, women have got a, a role to play um, in stepping up themselves. Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the things that um, I've also heard, and, and, you know, we mentioned these things because, you know, sometimes unless we really consider, look, can I be holding myself back or am I potentially mm -hmm. holding myself back? Because as we know, what we think we often um, will manifest because we're not putting ourselves out there or we may think, well, they're not going to hire me anyway or they're not going to really consider me. So we don't show up the best. But if we go with the approach, well, I'm one of the best people in for this role. I can contribute in that way. We come across far more confident too. And you mentioned self-confidence is often an inhibitor to really stepping out and, and shining, whether we're in business or whether we are in, in corporate. 2020, what are some exciting things that Business and Heels are doing to help in that area? Obviously, you've spoken about some of those things. But as we're finishing up the show, just what are some things for people that may not yet be aware of the network? What's in store for Business and Heels 2020? So um, we have summits planned, which are really big days uh, in four locations around Australia. So Geelong being the first one in February. And we've got George McEncrow, the founder of Sheba, coming down to speak at that one to launch it. It's a day of interactive workshops where people get to participate and to solve their problems. And so the idea is you come in, you get to pick three out of 14 amazing topics and you workshop them with experts. And the idea is you get to ask your questions and walk away with solutions. It's for both professional and business women and topics go from cash flow to audacious leadership, how to nail LinkedIn, how to have better wellness in your life. So all sorts of different topics. Um, that's, a really, that's a really exciting program. And then we've got the mentor mornings, as I said, we're rolling out. But we also have mentoring career advice um, and barrier-busting sessions, which is all about overcoming immediate hurdle. And then we have proper mentoring contracts with up to six sessions with people you know, they might be looking to achieve a particular job or they might be looking to achieve a particular task in their business. And we've got a range of over 30 mentors available to work with people on all different topics. And, you know, some of it could be from being bullied through to um, trying to come up with the next new invention. So lots of different things. And quite often those self-confidence and things like that can be overcome with that conversation and the wisdom and the right connections. And that's amazing how how people have been able to grow their business. The ones that we're working with are really kicking some awesome goals. Yeah. Uh, we've revamped the business building program. So as I said, we've got that unique sales proposition in up front so people can really nail that down. Um, and we're just planning lots of um, events, most of our events, are getting published in the next week or so for the year 2020. So you'll be able to see where you can go and do coffee connections, where we've got um, learn from my mistakes has been a great uh, 
evening type event where we've got three or four really high profile women from a region down to talk about some of the mistakes they've made and they've been so so candid and um, authentic it's just been great to hear what some of the women are willing to share with you along that way and it means that Whatever problem I think I'm having, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, so I thought I was having a bad year, but you know what? Yeah. I love yeah, what I love about that is that so often when we do experience failure, and I've gotten to a stage now where I celebrate that because there's so many learnings and opportunities if we're willing to reflect on them from from things that didn't turn out quite as we expected. But when we hear other people share their war stories, we realise that it's just a part of business. It's just a part of being in corporate, if you will. And it's the it, and it's the things that we rise above, and it's the, the the support that we get, the mentors that we seek out that enable us to ride through that. And then we can, of course, be that mentor for someone else. I think it's it's great to be able to pass that on. Which is what I love about business and heels is because sometimes you get some groups that are not supportive, but I know the culture in business and heels very much is supporting women, celebrating success. None of that tall poppy syndrome, which sadly we can hear about in, in Australia, but women, you know, celebrating other women and the success that they're achieving. So uh, I look forward to attending some more of the business meetings. Now, you have also meetings within local chapters as well. Is that still yeah, we do. Tell us Absolutely. So we've got local branches in um, at least 15 different locations across Australia that all have um, coffee date days. Some of them run workshops in the evenings or the um, learn from my mistakes. Um, and as I said, we have mentor mornings setting up. So if you look at our website or well, the Business and Heels app would be the best place to find out about our events and you can then search by location. So um, there's lots of different things going on at any one time. So it's sort of almost too hard to... Um, and we do quite a lot of webinars regularly as well. So we're very much about trying to get education um, across to people. And I think you probably saw on the website when Anne-Marie had that up, there's a whole load of free education that you can access. Um, and the base membership's $30. So, you know, it's not um, going to kill you. It's like six coffees to get access to a whole lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so there the, there's the website again. Pop across there. I see that you've got blogs there. You've got uh, e-books. You've got lots of um, different resources that people can tap into here right from the, the, the website here, workshops and webinars. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And also we've got that membership that revolves around expert um, professionals, of which Anne-Marie is one, um, where you can talk to professionals and get some advice as you're going through your business journey because we recognise that often people needed to have access to that. And I think it's really helpful if you can just talk to a lawyer or talk to an accountant or talk to whoever when you're not even sure what questions to ask and they can sort of say, well, for your business, you need to know this or for your yeah. business, maybe you need to start a podcast or write a book or whatever it is. Mm. Um, yeah, so we've got, as I said, quite a few different resources there. Yeah, that's great being able to tap into specialists because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And, um, you know, I'm always a firm believer and go go to someone who has walked the journey before you as an expert in what they do because they can fast track. They probably made all of the mistakes and then some um, and has the expertise to be able to support you in avoiding those so that you can achieve your goals so much quicker. And I know that is what Business and Heels is, is all about. So any last insights or should we just send everyone to businessandheels.com website. 
just wishing everyone a happy Christmas. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks once okay. again for coming on, on the show, Lisa. It's been uh, an absolute delight. And uh, bring on 2020, I say. Yeah, thanks, Anne-Marie. To you too. Thank you.